0: I'm Sammy. And I'm Leneve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, uh, boom, boom, rooming, smoke showiest, romance. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> recap podcast of The Bachelor ever. Yeah. Yeah. And today, if you didn't already notice, We've got our special guest host back, Leneve. welcome, it's so good to have you, I'm so excited you decided to come back, so happy Thank to have you. you.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to be back, of course, Bachelor in Paradise is always extra full of content to talk about, so how could I resist an opportunity to sit and chit-chat about some delicious television?
0: I know, right? Okay. So, all right. I'm so excited because, yeah, we've talked about this in previous episodes. The whole reason to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I think, and I I wonder if you agree, is for paradise because it's just so good. It's just always a shit show. It's the best. So, yeah, I,
1: it's funny. Uh, you know, I watch it in my house and my husband can watch, he can stand the traditional. Bachelor and Bachelorette. And then he walks in the room if Bachelor in Paradise is on and he gets about three minutes in and he goes, all right, this is enough. And I went, "But well, wait, you're going to see Kendall. And he'll be like, yeah, I don't care. And just walk away. But it's, it's I think it's true. It's a payoff.
0: I got, yeah, I see it as opposite. Like I, I get bored sometimes. When I'm like, oh, this is dragging out too long. And then Paradise, you're like, oh my God, they gave us a two part episode. And I feel like, and I feel like a lot more happened this week than last week or at least I have a lot more notes so because last week my notes were a little anemic so I was very excited by this week um how are you feeling since since we didn't get your thoughts from the first two weeks how are you feeling so far about Paradise do you have do you have some favorites are you shipping anybody is anyone frustrating you yeah go for it. well
1: of course uh of (laughs) course people are frustrating and I'm, I'm shipping it um, I mean, so here's the deal. I this is the, my first introduction to grocery store Joe, and I love him. He's the best. So, <laughs> I know, and he's just so great. And I mean, I one of the other podcasts that I kind of like follow along with or listen to. They're like, oh, he, they're building him for Bachelor. You know, they're totally doing oh. a Bachelor edit on him. And so we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end up, but he's just so likable. Yes. Uh, and so I'm I'm thrilled about that. So I I like him and Serena. And then, of course, I mean, Demi is just always perfect television. Um, (laughs) Like, I mean, there's no other way to describe her other than that. And so it, it was funny. I was feeling like the first couple of episodes, just getting back in, and maybe it's, you know, the lack of Mr. Harrison as our host. I feel like it's so much more scripted than I remember. However, I mean, it's not a bad thing. So Demi coming in, I just felt like this week we got authentic Demi. And that's yeah. what I appreciated versus last week where it was more like, okay, I know my role. My role is to come in and cause drama. And then this week, I thought that she actually had some uh, emotionally intelligent conversations with Mari. But we're skipping ahead if we wanted to go in chronological kind of order. But yeah, I I also love uh, Ivan as well. Um, yeah, just in general. he's just he's just such a sweet guy. And I just want to see him succeed in finding some confidence in who he is and, and feel like he deserves somebody who comes in and just adores him. And I just am hoping that that happens soon. So.
0: Yeah, Ivan is just like a very solid, good dude. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, I was one of the people who thought Joe was amazing on like the first episode of the Bachelorette, you know, and then he got let go. And I was like, he was robbed. Like, how could you do how? Why would you send him home? He's amazing. You know, amazing. Everybody got frustrated. And then he ended up on Paradise, which was great. And and if you haven't, I would definitely recommend, especially like his older videos. I've watched some of his newer videos. They've become more polished. But what he used to do is he would just like sit and like eat food and rate it.
1: And oh like my gosh.
0: he would be like, Oh, you know, like this Italian beef. It came from Portillos. So like it's not amazing. But I give it a solid B plus, you know, and you're just like, okay. And and he'll just But also I want to go on a date with him doing that.
1: Right, like I could, right.
0: I'll, I'll go on a date with you, Joe.
1: We can just go eat some
0: some cookies. Yeah, it's just like this cookie. It's pretty good. It's got a nice crunch, but you know, it's and it's not too sweet. So I would give it an A. Yeah, yeah. And so he's just like, like everything's went, an eight. <laughs> One time I watched him eat a cookie and he didn't like it and he threw it behind him, which was pretty funny. It was like, this oh my this cookie isn't any good at all. And he like threw it. Anyway,
1: so. His quote uh, last week, he goes, I never cease to amaze myself and how awkward I can make things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is,
0: he, he's just very, I think he's very relatable and normal and great. And every time he's on the show, I'm like, why are you here?
1: Yeah, that's true. You're, I think don't I don't mean, yeah, belong here. <laughs> he gets in his own way too, though. I can tell. So.
0: I just love that, you know, at the beginning of Paradise, he's like, everyone's dressed up, but I'm in my gym clothes. (laughs) This
1: classic. I mean, it's beautiful, though, but that's what makes Joe, Joe. And if he came dressed up, then you'd be like, what happened?
0: Yeah, you'd be like, I got a stylist. And he'd be like, why? And he'd be like, I don't know. Um, So, yeah. My mom told me to do
1: it. She was sick of me embarrassing myself.
0: Yeah, and he used to like – so so yeah, so he used to run a grocery store in Chicago and uh, doesn't do that anymore. But I know one thing that he does is like tours restaurants and stuff and reviews their food. And um, he also has sauces that you can buy. So you can go buy a a sauce from Joe. Um, But anyway – yeah, so we start this week, another two-parter. Ugh, it was just so much work. Uh, so much. yeah. <laughs> Demi's frustrated because she's like, everyone's freaking married around here. And, uh, you know, it's like, you can't have people coupled up for too long. And I do appreciate the producers bringing people in at just the right times when they're like, nothing could possibly go wrong. And then it's like, someone comes in, it's like, duh, da da, here comes the person who's going to mix things up and ruin right. things and- um, we, we get a recap, you know, Riley and Marissa were in the, I, I hate the term boom, 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 but they all use it. Yeah. They were in the boom, boom, boom. Um, okay. And then we get, so the two men who are going to come and shake, shake things up to start are Chris C, which I don't remember him at all. He was on one episode. Right. And then Chasen. who Who called Taisha a smoke show, and everybody got mad about it? (laughs) Oh gosh, yeah. I
1: mean, and then to be fair, he used the term incorrectly. I'm gonna just, I'll stand on that. Like the smoke show is that it's all, you know, smoke and mirrors, right? Like I think, like it's supposed to be like this is a fake thing. It's, it, you know, like the uh, the clueless quote, which is like it's like a Monet. It's beautiful from far away, but when you get up close, it's a mess. Like that's what I feel like a smoke show is. And okay. so I think he was just trying to, I mean, he just could have
0: almost got to smoking hot, but didn't for some reason. Okay. So. Def- I don't want to defend Jason because honestly, like if somebody no. else called me a smoke show, I'd be like, that's fine. But he just grosses me out. Uh-huh. Um, but the Urban Dictionary definition of smoke show, <laughs> according <laughs> to Gendo01 on July 30th, 2010, this has had the most upvotes. Is a word to describe someone so hot that you basically see the smoke coming off of them.
1: Oh, so maybe yeah. just Jason
0: is way cooler than I am. I do know the term smoke show, but yeah. I'm just saying I I my my qualm is that I just don't want him to say it to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't like him. Uh but I do agree. I can't remember who it was who was like, who wouldn't want to be called that? Um but yeah, I I'd- it was like Marissa, I believe. Uh, yeah, that months. sounds right. I Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, But anyway, they come in and they're like, we're the smoke bros. Uh, uh. <laughs> made it even worse. Yeah, I know. I was like, could you make it worse? Oh, they did. Oh, no, Serena said it. I have it in my notes. Serena said oh. every girl wants to be called a smoke show. Duh, she said. Uh, So this Which, gets kind of. Oh, yeah, that That
1: disappoints me because I, I
0: like Serena. I mean, you know, like she's got to cause a little bit of controversy, make her a little interesting. Right. Uh, so Deandra gets scooped up by Chasen, which, which that pairing did not make sense to me. I just personally. well, but neither did Deandra and Carl. Like, no. Well, I don't that think was, Deandra's that made person sense by is default. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Deandra is so beautiful.
0: She's or wait, no, no, not Chasen. Chris, sorry. Why did I have this note wrong? no, Deandra, th- it's, right. Um, no, it's Ysenia and Chris. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I wrote down Deandra gets scooped by Jason and seeks out Mari and Kenny gets worried. I got it. I'm just yeah. skipping. I'm not skipping ahead fast enough. So Mari <laughs> Mari's like, I don't want to close myself off to new opportunities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jason was interested in Deandra. Oh yeah. There's the whole necklace thing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Forget what I said. Um, so then Chris steals Jacenia and Ivan's like, I'm not worried. And I was like, eh, I, mm, I would be a little worried. And and then Chris was the one who was overusing the term booed up, right? Ugh. Yeah. He was just like, I, I was like, please just stop saying that. Yeah. I don't so, well,
1: and, and the whole thing was weird because I again I think Marissa was the one who was talking about how yes or uh, yeah, Yesenia was talking about Chris nonstop. And we're going, who's Chris? And then Ivan's, yeah, I'm not worried. But there's this guy that nobody's ever heard of that comes in and scoops up. And Yesenia's like, yes, I'm going on this date.
0: Right. Yeah. And, yeah, she was interested in him from the beginning. So that's not great. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, Chris isn't doing himself any favors because I feel like I haven't heard the term booed up in so long and it just feels old. And I don't know how old he is, but it just feels old anyway. And I just think they're both gross dudes. Uh, but they do this double date with like an intimacy guru and music and like sexy stuff on the bed and whatever. And uh, Deandra said she was very comfortable with Chasen and just he is like, I'm really liking Chris. Uh, and so it was like a good date for both of them. And yes, everyone should be worried because for some reason they did well. I think it's just because they were new. Yeah, you know, it's just like well, oh, I new mean, it's, people it's to look at. In
1: paradise too. I mean, people get in this mindset; they don't—they're not as critical as they are. If you were—if if somebody like Chasen or Chris walked up to you on the street and were like, "Hey, boo, I want to take you out on a date. You want to go do some guru on the beach?" You'd be say no go away but you know your inhibitions and your your sense of reason are down so they're they're ready to to you know meet and mingle
0: yeah like i won't even get into like the the gross use of the word guru in this episode, because there's just so many other problems happening. Don't have time for that. Right. Um, (laughs) So, so Demi's like, all right, well, nothing's happening for me right now. And she's like very strategic, which I very much appreciate. Like she's one of the, the smartest people to play the game. Cause she's always like, all right, how do I stay here as long as possible? Cause that's really what she wants to do. Yep. And so she's like, Well, I think Kenny's hot, so I'm gonna make the moves on him, maybe. And uh and she does this because Mari was like, Oh, I think yeah. we should see other people. Okay, this is all right. I just want to talk about this whole issue, like in and of itself, because I know it, it kind of extends throughout, but this is the way that I interpreted it. I don't think Kenny did anything wrong. I think he did no. zero things I think wrong. So too. Yeah. Kenny did
1: exactly what he was supposed to do. He's also playing the game. Mm Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with Mari came up to, it's like she came up to a hungry shark and was like, oh, I'm not sure that this chum looks good. Did you, well, I'm just going to leave it here and maybe I'll come back to it later and it'll still look good. And she's like, "Uh, I'm a hungry shark. I'm going to eat that.
0: Yeah, it was this this whole thing was really odd to me because she's like, well, I don't know if I want to limit myself. And obviously she did that because she thought, oh, well, maybe Jason's interesting. I don't know. Maybe someone else will come that I like. So I just want to tell Kenny that I don't want to be tied down. And Kenny's like, I'm 40 and I look really good. So I'm going to do as much as I can here. okay, and make the most of my time. All right. Right. And, and it also
1: seemed like I honestly think that Kenny was really into Mari. And that I think it, so, too. it hurt him a little bit that she was wanting to explore other things. He wanted to go further with her. And so then he kind of just went, well, I'm 40. I don't need to wait around for the girl to decide that she likes me
0: when there's other women that are here. Right. And so then Dummy's like, all right, I'm going to swoop in. Smart. And... And he was like, I'm in for it. And I, yeah, right. But, you know, so it frustrated me later when when Mari's like, well, this is what you were supposed to do. And it's like, you're the one who said, like, you weren't that interested. And I'm I'm really not one for, I really make a point of saying how I feel and saying what I mean. And uh, I learned a long time ago that, Uh, playing a game like that where it's like, oh, I'm saying this, if that is what it is. I don't think it was. But you know what I mean? Like playing Mm -hmm. the game of like, oh, well, I'm really interested in this other person when you're really just trying to get the person you're with to say, well, I'm interested in you. Like that's not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to help you. I just think it's a really silly way to go about things. And I feel like that's she was either doing that or she wasn't interested until she saw somebody else taking an interest in him, and then she got all possessive over someone who is not hers to have, you know like exactly yeah, I this mean, is an open beach right and and I mean
1: those moments are really what highlight why people are still single because mm. mari didn't mari didn't have the emotional intelligence of. Being able to look at herself and recognize that she started to feel jealous and that instead of acting out about it, the best thing that she could have done in that moment would have been as soon as he started talking to Demi, walk over to him and and say, you know what? I'm really sorry. I thought I wanted to think about other people. And when I saw you with Demi, I got really jealous. I do feel really attached to you. I didn't realize it. I'm so sorry. Please give me another chance. And I think that Kenny would have dropped off on the Demi thing and they would be sitting on the beach drinking margaritas right now. She just isn't at that place personally where she had the wherewithal to kind of even recognize that within herself. Or additionally, she's kind of being egged on by producers and other people on the beach saying, oh, my God, I can't believe she did that and, and that sort of thing. But I honestly, their conversation, again, Demi really laid it out in very clear terms. And Mari wasn't willing to listen to it. Demi made her points and she had accurate points about why she moved in on on Kenny and about how Mari should have handled the situation and how she was handling the situation. And Demi came out on top in that conversation. I felt like defending why she would have moved in and talked to to Kenny. And it wasn't just like, well, you didn't want him anymore and he's super hot. I'm going to go have sex with him in the boom boom room. Like she really had hot, an honest conversation with with Mari.
0: Yeah, I just yeah the whole every uh, the whole way Mari treated this from start to finish was just really it felt so immature, including the throwing the cake in the fire. I thought that sucked and was really tacky. Yeah. Ugh. However,
1: uh, Riley saying, "Hey, I wanted a piece of that damn cake," was one of the highlights of the episode. Riley's
0: just great
1: I love him he's such a treasure with this beautiful woman on his lap being like damn I just wanted some cake yo
0: (laughs) I really really enjoy Riley
1: um he's yeah I I think there is such a thing as too many muscles and he's at that point for me personally really yeah I mean he's so sweet and he's a lawyer so he's obviously very intelligent and he's a really good looking guy I just personally maybe it's my own insecurities Uh, I just don't want to stand next to a guy that could literally crush me.
0: (laughs) Um... I mean, I don't. I don't mind it necessarily. Uh, I did thought, I did think it was really funny, um, not to skip too far ahead, but when Becca came in, oh my that, God. that clip at the end where she yeah. was like, I'm sorry, I'm really distracted. He's just doing like, push-ups yeah. over there and I can't handle it. His arms are the size of my thighs. Uh, I thought that was really yeah. funny.
1: And then she, uh, like, she continued to get distracted.
0: It was very, that was very real. I, like that. <laughs> I really did love that. I do. I love Becca. And I think she makes just the worst decision but I do love her um but yeah let's see uh oh okay so here's so here is another real part that I really enjoyed uh because Erin oh, <laughs> I have God. like a couple I have a couple like disparate notes here oh hi Walter um Erin said something like oh I don't know what like goes on in the boom boom room like super secret things I guess <laughs> oh my gosh I can't get the read on Aaron sometimes I don't mind him
1: and then other times I just cannot stand him and oh. I, I mean most of the time he's fine I think when he's one-on-one with with the with the girls or the women um, as they are women uh, I think that they're I think he's really genuine and has really great connection moments and then when he tries to kind of you know bond with some of the other men on the beach, he just ends up sounding like a doofus sometimes. And I just, I don't
0: know. Mm, fans of the podcast will know that Aaron is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I love Aaron because Aaron loves rules more than anyone who's ever been on the show. Oh. He thinks rules are the best. He, like, needs structure. He he demands respect. And... um. Yeah, I just I feel like he focuses too much on like the mechanics and the rules of the shows and the games, and whatever. And don't you think Walter? He just had to add some commentary there, and uh, you know, not as much about the actual romance happening, although. Yeah, I mean, he's even that way when when he's dating cuz he was like really let down by Tammy. And that was th- that was something that was hard cuz I shipped them really hard cuz Tammy and Aaron are two of my favorites and yeah. so I was like, "No, don't fall apart. I want you to be together." Um, but I do love that he was just like, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't know cuz like super secret things go on in that boober. I've never been invited. Uh, but his bond, I mean, I do appreciate people who are consistent cuz a lot of the times you get it where Like on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, like they're one way and then you get to Bachelor in Paradise and they're totally different. Like uh, Dean is my is always my prime example or like John Paul Jones or even Eric uh, Bigger to like some degree because he I mean, well, no. Or was that more Winter Games? I can't remember. No, he was barely featured on Winter Games. I don't know. He was like a little flaky on one of those shows. I'm kind of like flip floppy and not not as consistent and like solid as he was on The Bachelorette. And I was kind of disappointed by that. But anyway, so what I'm liking a lot is the men who came from, um, you know, Katie season are coming into Paradise very consistent, like they're being the same. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Trey and Aaron and James are just like, we demand justice. We want everything to be the way it is and right. And and Aaron's still like, Thomas is my mortal enemy. enemy. So yeah. I can't believe that you would be with him. Uh, yeah. That's not cool. On that note, just because we haven't
1: talked about it. So what are your opinions on Connor?
0: Oh, okay. So the conversation that we've had around Connor is that I am Connor. And so any hatred I have towards Connor is just hatred I have it's towards myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just cool. like me dunking on myself what did you think about all of his puns on the beach? Um, yeah, no, that's just me. It's just I'm yeah. that. See so Walter so knows I'm that a it's a huge me.
1: Connor fan and I just think it's so endearing and I don't I don't think when you you know, you're saying you resemble Connor and that sort of thing, so I hope you don't take offense to this. It's so great no. to see someone who is so truly dorky on oh, yeah. the Bachelor franchise. And that's, I mean, we have the people who are quirky, and then there's, I mean, like Hannah, Hannah B was just such a quirky person, but at the end of the day, she's just this beautiful woman who dresses really nice and does her hair really well and her makeup really well, and I just feel like Connor literally is just the biggest dork. I mean, I think that's kind of how I like, why I like Joe as well, too, but Connor is just this giant dork in, like, the best ways ever that he does not care if he makes fun of himself and he is just so genuine. And I, I, yeah, I really hope I I wish him well. I think he's going to find something great, but I don't think that it's going to be on a national, a national platform. I don't think that that's going to bode well with him for a long time.
0: So I, I think the most telling segment on paradise was when, like, you can tell that Connor and Wells just really enjoy each other's company. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy Wells' company? Because, honestly, if I was there on the beach,
1: I think I would just be flirting with Wells the entire time.
0: I mean, and I know Wells- he's
1: taken. I know he's taken, but...
0: But Wells was like one of my favorite people to ever be on the show. And he was equally awkward. Like he was so like he couldn't he couldn't get a kiss in. he didn't do well in Paradise at all. Like at all. He like left or the person he was with. I can't remember who left yeah. first. But that was awkward. The whole like, thing was just bad. Yeah,
1: the intro with the blender going up on him—it just like makes my heart happy every time I see. Him.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like he he's not—he's not like yeah, technically meant for the show either. But of course, he and Connor get along because they're like very similar people. And uh, yeah, I—I I know that I'm a lot of, like. Connor. And uh so like anytime, like I like yelled um on Katie season because I'm like, you have to pick a thing. You can't, everything can't be your thing, Connor. Okay. Are you a cat? Do you play piano? Do you play ukulele? Do you say like pick a thing? And then I'm like, I realize I am Connor and I'm just yelling at myself because I don't pick a thing. I don't do, you know, right. it's like whatever. But yeah. I don't think he's meant for paradise. I could definitely see him coming back though, as like the paradise bard and yeah. like doing the music, like, like Wells comes <laughs> as paradise bartender. I see it now. And um I also think that, yeah, maybe he'll have, I mean, I think Wells ending up with Sarah Highland is pretty amazing. So wait, 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 yeah. I think that Connor might experience the same thing. Although I don't know. Is he a good kisser? I don't know. Hard to tell. Eh. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah.
1: Here's the thing about kissing too, is you can learn, you know, you can teach your partner. It's not just kissing, that you can teach people who've never done certain things to do th- certain things. So, you know, yes. it's, it's a project. It's it's a fix me up, fixer upper, whatever it is. And the bright person will come along. I did, you know, you're talking about genuine moments with Connor. I, my heart broke for him when he was talking to Taj by the pool and he had gone, he had just gone up to Marissa and was talking to her about it. And then he found out afterwards that she had been, you know, like literally cuddling all night with, with Riley and all that. And then he said that to Taj, she goes, why didn't you tell me that before? And you could just see that genuine moment. And those are the ones where you kind of you live for that in that this, you know, that that world, that reality world was he had a genuine moment where he was truly hurt and embarrassed and sort of frustrated. And that you just went, oh, no. Uh,
0: yeah, that was that was really hard. And it's hard to like. It's hard to watch him, you know, it's like, oh, he thinks he's people like dressing up. Oh, look at everyone. Look out for Kat. I like the whole thing. is just like, oh, I'm just like full body cringing at how you can't even seem to get an outfit right without, you know, a lot of effort. And um, yeah, well, and here's the other thing that was hard is like Marissa and Riley are so compatible. I mean, yeah. like they seem to want all the same things. Uh, they, I mean, it was they fit I, like they fit like a glove to
1: each other. They're extremely yeah. comfortable physically. You can just see it, and then you're just you watch them having conversations, and you know that they just are clicking.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, and and I I mentioned this on the last week's episode, but I was like, kind of nervous about the like, quote, unquote, weird food eating, because I'm like, is this going to be like super insensitive and effed up like the James Corden stuff? I don't know if you heard about that. But I was like, just because it's like, not, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs doesn't mean this isn't food that people eat in other countries. You know what I mean? And when they were just like, oh, yeah, tongue's pretty good. And they like, and they just like took it and and were like, oh, it's no big deal. He's taking huge bites out of it. I was like, this is so cool, and they're so comfortable together. And it was it was cool to see them even get, you know, be happy about eating, you know, food that was supposed to be like a scary challenge. I just loved that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I thought that they were they handled that so well, and I didn't I didn't know how Marissa was going to react to that. And I'm really I think I feel like I'm. I don't know her personally, obviously, but I'm really proud of her for that because it would have been very easy for her to play the kind of like, oh, no, I don't want to do that card. But she was right there and she was game. And I'm just really like I'm, I'm so happy when I see women own those sorts of situations where the trope is that they're going to be afraid of it or, you know, that sort of thing. And then they just come in and they just have fun.
0: Yeah, it was so cool. That was one of my like favorite dates from paradise that and it, I, you could tell it fell apart because they had all this buildup and then they were just like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, that scary part of the date is over because now they're just eating food and having fun. Um, but yeah, so so that was Connor just yeah, it it was it wasn't his time to find somebody. It's just it's just not yeah. gonna work for him with her. And it's too bad for him. But I yeah, I think he'll be okay. He'll be okay eventually. Um, let's see. Oh, Natasha. So uh Natasha's having a hard time with Brendan because of all of these rumors about like him being with Piper and she just doesn't really know how to, what to believe. And it sounds like, and they hadn't kissed yet, which actually surprised me. Um, So she talks to, you know, our new host Lance Bass <laughs> and, <laughs> and he counsels her and then, you know, he's like, make the first move. And so, She's like massaging him, but it's like really hot, yeah. <laughs> and like, so they're just like sweating bullets, and it's like, oh, you want to have like a kind of gross, sweaty kiss as your first, kiss? all right, well, whatever. Um, yeah. and it just seemed like a lot of work for one kiss, but she really did want it, so yeah. And I like I, Natasha a lot, so I mean, I mean I'll support I,
1: her. At the time we were watching that scene we hadn't seen the other preview but honestly the the preview of Brennan's face when Piper walks in I mean at least the way that they edited it it is very clear that he is very excited that that Piper is there.
0: Yeah, it's going to yeah, it's going to get bad uh next yeah. week for sure. But my favorite line uh, that I wanted to share <laughs> Was when Brendan said, I'm the sweatiest man in America right now. And Natasha goes, We're not in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I really appreciated that. I mean, technically they are in North America, but still, he yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, now that we've kind of moved on to the established couples, I mean, we've made it half an hour into the podcast and we haven't even talked about Abigail and Noah who have been together literally from moment one. And for me, that's just such so indicative of their relationship and sort of where they led with this. It just is sort of, like you said, it was not very engaging at this point. Literally Noah laying on that daybed when Abigail and him were having the conversation about their relationship and where they're going, Noah looked miserable. And I was like, you've been in paradise for what, three days? And you're miserable, and you're in you're in this perfectly beautiful spot. why are you so sad man and and Abigail too? So what are your thoughts on that?
0: uh well, I'll definitely go more in depth as we go chronologically, but I hate Noah <laughs> I hate him I hate him. I cannot stand him I th- I think he sucks my favorite thing that's ever happened to Noah is when Tasha made him shave his mustache, yeah where like I loved well Taisha is like just a very powerful woman and she just like asserted her power on him she's like shave her mustache right now (laughs) yeah and I loved it and I just I but here's okay uh okay I'm just gonna skip forward
1: we can get back to it
0: no uh, well
1: I just was thinking about it. That's
0: all. I'm going to start by saying, and we can get back to it, but I'm going to start by saying uh, I remember when Abigail said on their first date that she wanted to take things slowly. And that's all I'll say. Um, And then we can, we can go from there in a little bit. Uh, We, we got to see uh, Joe and Serena's date and it was like fight for love. And they had like, like the luchador, like, ring and stuff and but really it was just a dinner date and then it was like we're gonna wrestle for like a minute um yeah i was like how's it going so far (laughs) And, and serena's like i think it's good and he gives a little bit of background and uh foreshadowing i suppose on the relationship with kendall and where it went wrong and you i mean you know he's still kind of messed up from the whole thing but really it was just like they wanted different things like Neither one of them seemed to want to compromise on where they wanted to be in the future. And so it didn't work out. Um, and, you know, he seems to have pretty good chemistry with Serena. I mean, I like that them as a pairing. I think it makes sense. I actually think it makes more sense than him and Kendall.
1: Yeah. I, so. when I was, when I was watching this was, I was wondering what your thoughts on the age difference between Serena and Joe. Cause oh. I think. I think Serena is like at that point in her life where she's ready to, for an adventure and she wants to give whatever she's got into the relationship and they were talking about how they want they both the reason that they came on the show is to find that relationship and and for both of them they want to do that and and that's not necessarily the case I feel for everyone that goes on Paradise. I think that some people go on Paradise because it's going to be a all-paid vacation where you get to meet some really beautiful people, but I think I mean, I think that they match uh, intellectually and emotionally in sort of that sort of stage of life right now. But mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what they're like in about 10 years.
0: I mean, you know, as someone who's in a relationship with a big age gap, I i don't know. I guess I don't think about it as much. Like, I don't make as big, a big of a deal about it as maybe people who don't have that do you know like yeah. we have a 15 year age gap and I forget a lot of the time because
1: yeah. we um well and then but the other thing not to not to diminish your, I, I think that you also have probably a decade on her and those that decade is a huge difference right
0: yeah I mean we met when I was 30 well I mean we met when I was like 19 or 20 or whatever or 21 or something but Got like got back together, you know, like started mm-hmm. dating when I was like, you know, 30 or almost 30. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, mm-hmm. I think. Somewhere around there. I'm pretty there.
1: sure Serena is like 23.
0: I think she's one of the
1: younger ones. And that's what. And I, again, like Joe is not by, by far not the oldest person on there. No. I, I think about my experience in life that I had between what I wanted to be doing when I was 23 and where I ended up at, you know, around 30 or whatever it is obviously we all know as, as time goes on, age differences get smaller. Um, but I think that, I think if they're both in that, that phase where they're ready to jump in to whatever sort of adventure the other person is wanting to do with together, then I think that they're going to be very successful in that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what I was saying, like, or kind of what I meant, I guess, you know, if it's good now, I feel like it only gets easier like yeah. okay so so Tuck has this like card <laughs> I think he I don't know if he printed it out and laminated it when we started dating or what but it it's like this card that's like here's like the appropriate age difference to have like based on your years and I can't remember what the calculation is but when we first started dating we were like right on the like the cusp border. of being a- yeah And now it's like it's more than fine, or what you know. It's just kind of goofy, but um, well, again, Aaron
1: would appreciate those rules, but then he
0: wouldn't be dating. You know, no, he would be like, "Oh, sorry, can't. It's the card says I can't. So I'm sorry, bro. I can't do it." Um, it. Oh God, I really do. Just I really do enjoy rules, and I I appreciate Aaron and his rule following. But yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, even Kenny, like, because Kenny is. Well, so Kenny is also one of my favorite people who's ever been on the show. And um, I I sang Kenny's praises a lot. Um, but, you know, he... Like, the nature of his job, like, managing, like, cover bands and stuff and, like, yeah, and going he's, out he's a lot. Yeah, and he a lot and,
1: of time on the road and everything.
0: Yeah, well, and, and, you know, it's like... So managing those shows and, like, he was the face of, a, of the Joker in a video game and he's a model and da-da-da. Like... He's not, like, a 40-year-old, like, I don't know, like, finance guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he lives a very different kind of a life. So I also don't think his age difference makes much of a difference either because, like, he's, he's like, younger at heart. But he still is. He was openly admitting, like, no, but when I'm home, I'm home. I'm, I am pretty much, like, a homebody. Um, but I don't think that that is too bad either, which is why I thought, like, he and Mari, I didn't think that that was – yeah. like bad either um so I, yeah that's just not something i think about honestly the age differences don't bother me as much as thomas talking about how tall he is uh <laughs> oh yeah oh i'm six mean, six so, okay yeah thomas <laughs> so let's see um so jessenia breaks things off with ivan and it's like yeah. there's really not there's really not a spark here um did you,
1: how did you feel like ivan took that conversation. Do you think he walked away going, well, having compatibility is more important than having a spark. And you said you walked away going, having a spark is more important than having all of these boxes and everything. Because I feel like they kind of were opposite in that, which might just be an indication of why they wouldn't have worked out in the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ivan is just very, um, like, I feel like Ivan is the most husband material, material. dude mm-hmm. on the beach for sure. Like and
1: father material. Cause he had all that, that, you know, that B-roll with all of his – with his, it was his um, nibblings. I don't remember if there's more than one of them, but his nieces and nephews.
0: Yeah, he's, like – yeah, he's just, like, such a family guy, you yeah. know, and and, yeah, more, like, oriented to those things. So I think he looks at it in terms of, like, what would work with my overall – you know, environment and dynamic and the people in my family. And I think that's the way that he looks at it more than anything. Like who do I enjoy spending time with the most? Um, and who would get along with my family and, and things like that. So, I mean, I think you need both to have a successful relationship, but it sounds like they're leading with different feet where he's kind of looking at it. Like that is something that could grow over time. She's like, you either have it or you don't. So yeah, that's a difference of opinion. Chris is more exciting, I guess. So that's what she's going to go for. And she was interested in him anyway. So it makes the spark very easy. Um, and then Carl. Oh. I, Carl drives me nuts, too. Um, he's yeah. so delusional. He's honestly, so delusional.
1: I don't know what having him on Bachelor of Paradise was a good move. I mean, obviously, it's got to do it for the ratings and everything. But I, he left with such a
0: bad taste
1: in my mouth. Wasn't he didn't he just literally walk away from from Tayshia without shaking her hand? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I think he did. Well, and, and so And I just okay. thought
1: that was so rude.
0: I think everything about him is just so bad and I can't imagine that this is doing anything good for his career. That's just what I keep thinking when I watch this stuff. Oh, no. I'm like, how <laughs> you is take a motivational this motivational
1: speaker? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a motivational speaker, and I'm just like, how is this actually doing well for you when everything you do feels like so cringe? And there's I, you know, and it's like, and and to go back to Eric, another former favorite, like he, I don't think he was a motivational speaker like professionally. He might be now. I now I'm going on his Instagram because I haven't I haven't watched him. Do stuff in a while, but he was like the kind of guy Eric Bigger, um, who was on Rachel season a long time ago. I don't know if you remember him,
1: but I he, don't. But I'm going to look it up too. Oh, I'm-
0: I love, I I love him, and he would just like he would just like spout off like quotes and stuff. Like he, you'd just be sitting around, and he would just like say something motivational. Oh yeah,
1: it, I remember him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it felt very natural coming. Out of him, you know what I mean. You're just like, yeah, okay. And then, and I remember one time on Paradise, he he talked about the book Who Moved by Cheese, and I'm like, you're so great. Um, and I just, I really enjoy just everything about him. I really I'm do. Say this
1: in a very kind way. He looks like he looks like an ideal stock photo. He just is so perfect. Like he's yeah. got like the perfect hair and the perfect skin and the big huge smile. Kind eyes. he. Yeah. I just remember he was always very likable, which is exactly what you put in something like that. We're going to have this person represent our our company because they look like everybody will get along with that person.
0: Yeah. And he is like he is very likable. And apparently he wrote a book. So I'm like, oh, going to have to read that. I really want to do like a bachelor book club, which I just haven't done yet. Um, but Here's like yeah, let's see. I'm guessing, yeah. So here's his most recent Instagram post. The fear of failure comes from your identity, which is created by the ego. You have to remember that nothing of fear, doubt, or shame comes from the higher self. And he, you know, he just has this long thing about ego and whatever. And that's just like the way he's always been. And, you know, you either love it or you don't. But I feel like he just a hundred percent feels and believes everything that he says. And Carl, I just feel like he's. It's not like from the soul. It's like this more corporate feeling thing, you know, and it's and I mean, it's like empower your people for greatness by bringing even more value to your event. Book K-Smith for your next event. Give your attendees an experience. They won't forget. It just doesn't feel the same way. And so I have a really hard time with with Carl saying that he's like this great motivational speaker. I just don't. Believe it, Um, and also being someone who has seen behind the scenes of certain, you know, marketing efforts, it's like, well, you can say that you're anything. Yeah. The the difference is like who's going to follow you and who's going to listen to you and who's going to believe you. And I mean, Eric, I feel like should have a a bigger following than he does, but you know, Carl's got like forty one thousand followers or something like that on Instagram, and eric's got almost two hundred thousand. i mean that speaks for itself um but yeah anyway so carl uh drives me bonkers and he still thinks he has a chance with deandra which is just like another layer of his delusion and yeah. this thing was so confusing too because he's like i gave you a bracelet and it's a symbol of my love or whatever but i got it in miami and i'm like so wait so you you just bought a bracelet and now you're like infusing it with meaning that it wasn't meant for a specific person that was very odd and it was yeah pandora and the only thing nice i'll say about noah is that he criticized and was like well it's cool in like the year 2000 or whatever (laughs) i thought that was very (laughs) funny and i was like all right noah you get one point from me for making a dig at pandora bracelets but yeah. That's- I mean
1: I th- I think that he probably did buy it in Miami with the thought of saying I'm going to give this to the person that I find in paradise and I'm going to choose the beach and these are all the meanings that I have behind it. But it then it doesn't mean anything to that person. So it's like the same thing with I think how he doesn't come across as a natural you know motivational speaker is it's a lot of buzzwords and it's a lot yeah. of you know it's a lot of that fill in the blank, you know, any any person could fill in the next end of my sentence when it comes to my motivational speaking or this bracelet or all of that kind of thing. Uh, so, I mean, I, I thought it could have been okay for the right person, but Deandra was not that right person.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing was just really odd. Um, so that, thanks for the crappy jewelry, Carl. Uh, and then... <laughs> Demi brings out a birthday cake, and Mari throws it on fire. That's where that happened. I, um, I know we're kind of time crunched, so I'm gonna run through some of this stuff. Um, so yeah, this Tammy and Thomas thing is very gross. Like Tammy getting with Thomas is like my worst nightmare, and it's also Aaron's. And he's like, and he's like, that's just straight up snake behavior. You know, <laughs> just yeah. a trash bag. Um. No. Kiss my yes. mortal enemy in front of me. I can't believe it.
1: Um, and, well, and and then, and good for her. <laughs> I mean, I think this is the same thing that happened with Taj on the different night. Uh, or, I think, don't remember where. Where they just showed her. They they edited and showed her eat, just eating a bowl of spaghetti. It was very clear that the the girl had had a little bit too much to drink, and she was trying to you know sober herself up by eating that spaghetti. And the same thing happened with Tammy. I think Tammy was pretty intoxicated. Um, and like not terribly so but I could definitely tell that, that you know some drinks had played the part in that those choices in my opinion watching what was happening and so then they're just sitting there around late at night watching watching a girl you know follow her sort of inclination under the influence and ended up on the lap of, of Thomas and I I don't I thought their conversation about them being the villains was kind of uh endearing but i I do have to say yeah i don't i i appreciate tammy for the chaos that she brings i think she's a straight shooter i think she goes for what she wants and that's what makes her a villain in a lot of the situations but thomas on the other hand i feel like is an, a villain because i feel like he is very ingenuine and maybe just the smirk on his face always
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Thomas is a snake, but I mean, all the double talking that he's done has been like well documented. So we know he is like, I think I think Tammy's just, um, you know, uh, taking what comes to her and appreciating it and just like playing the game. And Aaron uh, just plays the game differently. So I think that's really the difference there. Um, So so that yeah, that was interesting. I want to I'm just going to give you one quick update about Carl that I just found um. Here's another reason I hate Carl. Uh, he <laughs> he used to he used to work, and I'm going to use that very loosely for ACN. And if you're not familiar with ACN, it's a multi-level marketing company. So he's like a pyramid scheme, bro. Goodbye. Ooh. So knew you were gross anyway. So so that's I mean you know it's like and if people who are drawn to that just engage in all kinds of fakery. So. I, I already know that you being the president and founder of a company that you started and has one employee and it's you is like all I need to know about you. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, Not that there's anything wrong with like being an entrepreneur, but like when people say like president, founder, CEO, and it's like, but you're the only person,
1: mm-hmm. it's just kind of odd.
0: Um, I mean, I say I'm the founder of my blog, but also people know it's like a personal blog. It's not like I'm trying to fool anybody. Anyway. Yeah, So I just basically...
1: I would be really, really sad to be stuck in an elevator with Carl. Yes. Like, I could I could even have a conversation with Thomas if I was stuck in the elevator um, I, about opening the emergency hatch at the top of the, the elevator. But, I mean, it's a conversation. If Carl was in the elevator, I just would probably try
0: to avoid any You know, he's just going to try to pitch you on something, and he's going to be like, hey, I've got this great opportunity, and you're like, yeah. no. Um. So anyway, that's... Yeah, just I also really am now cringy. picturing a conversation with Noah in
1: the elevator, which would probably just be a lot of polite smiling and shifting eyes, trying to avoid any interaction as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out with Noah a- anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, it, I, it could be the widest open space, and I don't want to hang out with him. Uh, so okay, uh, we got to go through part two kind of quickly, but. Uh, and I did miss the first 18 minutes, but where I picked up. So if there's anything that is really important in that first 18 minutes, let me know. But I have the note that Chasen gave DeAndre a necklace and it made Carl's gift look not so good. But then also like Demi thought all the jewelry was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and DeAndre didn't seem impressed by any of it either.
1: <laughs> right. And I, and I was just I was so glad that that actually played out because of what happens at the end uh, with her decision to do that. I thought Chasen standing there, especially with Carl. So Chasen, that happened apparently the end of the day, the same date that they had. So Carl came after DeAndre got back from the date. She gave Carl or Carl gave her that bracelet at the end of the day to kind of remind her of their time to spend together. Obviously, it was a last ditch effort. But Chasen, I don't know if you caught this part. Chasen stands at the end of the day bed while Carl is trying to talk to her. And he kept, Chasen kept saying, well, I need to end my time with her. And it's like, you spent all day with her. She's not in any trouble. She willfully walked away to spend some time with Carl and talk to Carl at the end of the day. It is not your decision, Chasen, to stand at the end of the bed and supervise the conversation that Deandra is having with another person. And that for me was where I was like, just go away, Chasen. And he just kept coming back. And all of that while he was giving the bracelet, and then that's what he ended up giving her the necklace, and all of that kind of thing. And it just got to be a lot. And poor Deandra, I think she handled that under pressure extremely well. She was very gracious. She was kind, and I think that she did everything she needed to kind of get out of that awkward sort of, you know, display of of manliness and I'm gonna this is my girl kind of
0: thing that they were doing. Yeah, the, the pissing contest was just like hard for me to watch. There you but go. I, pissing yeah. contest. And the <laughs> only good thing I will say about Carl is that like he used a Captain Underpants reference and he said Captain Upper Pants. And I actually thought that was kind of funny. But that's the only thing, nice thing I'll ever say about Carl. That was it. It's gone now. It's done. Um, <laughs> right, it's on so, September 7th. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. So so that was so that whole thing was just a mess. And then in all of this too, um Trey decides to leave the yeah. show because um he just doesn't feel like now okay so I also love Trey uh, there were so many men on Katie season oh. that I absolutely loved yeah Trey is wonderful he's such and a great guy on his feet too. Like, oh yeah I will yeah.
1: find somebody so goofy and loving and they're gonna just have beautiful family and it'll be all a happy ending
0: yes yeah I he's such a great guy and the fact that like You know, that whole thing where, like, Thomas was saying that, like, he was emotionally immature. I'm like, Trey is one of the most emotionally mature people I've ever seen on the show. So that is just so goofy to say. And when he was just... just Yeah,
1: just because he's calm about a lot of things and doesn't get riled up doesn't mean that he's not, like... Yeah, he definitely
0: shows, like, strength of character. And I love that he was just like, and you and I are done at this point, and I'm done talking to you, and goodbye. We do not need to talk for the rest of this time here. And I was like, yes. And so... He's not feeling it with Taj. He's like, this isn't really going the way I want it to go. And he and he was thoughtful because he was like, she has she has a rose. She'll be fine. She's not in jeopardy right now. This will give her time to find somebody else. And I can go without putting her on the chopping block. And like that is character. And I wrote that he has integrity because I'm Connor and that's (laughs) what I do. So that is a no in my Evernote. Um, and before Lance Bass leaves and other people are leaving the beach, uh, he leaves with one last surprise. And that's that Becca's here, like we had mentioned before. Yeah. And I will say that, yeah, Becca and Aaron, because like Aaron really hasn't like sparked with anybody. And for a while I was just like, does he have chemistry with anyone? Right. But he really does seem to like Becca and he got all like, flustered around yeah. her and it
1: was cute It was very well, cute it, the other thing about Becca too is it's funny because I don't I don't normally see this and it happens over time so maybe that's why we don't really notice it usually but the way that Becca walked onto the screen and just how she was holding herself and all of that kind of stuff the experience of being the lead in the bachelorette shows on her compared to some of the other women, I just thought that she really did. And I and I mean, obviously, all of the women on there are stunning. But she just had that, that attention. And I again, I don't know if it's the way that they were editing it or whatever. But it definitely showed that she had a lot of experience
0: being the center of attention
1: in that group of people.
0: Yeah, as Aaron put it, like, oh, it's, like, so beautiful seeing someone in, like, their natural habitats, like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And that's why Aaron is a favorite, because he's yeah. just like, oh, it's like her with that rose It's just like a dolphin in the ocean. In the it's ocean, beautiful. yeah. And I mean,
1: and she did. She <laughs> looked, she just, and, and but it, even in the interview at the end when she got distracted watching Riley work out, she just looked extremely composed and just very very much in control of the situation and that i think it just really made her shine through i would say
0: yeah i just really want to see her this time around make better choices and men and i think aaron's a great choice so i would love to see how that plays out and they would have really tall babies they would have really tall babies Um, Not not as tall as thomas no, not a no. But yeah, it's like, God, if she started like leaning towards someone like Thomas, I'd be like, no. Uh, so I was very happy to see that happen. Um, and so we have uh, so we get the rose ceremony not long after. Uh, and we see Natasha and Brendan, Serena and Joe, Noah and Abigail, Justenia, Chris, Tammy, Thomas, Demi and Kenny, Mari and James, Deandra and Ivan, uh, Becca and And Aaron, and so uh Carl leaves Jason leaves, and Connor leaves, and mm-hmm. uh that makes sense, yeah, <laughs> it all made sense. um yeah, I'm really glad that that we don't have to
1: sit through another week with Jason on the show, honestly,
0: yeah, I just can't stand him um and Chris is like uh, also annoying, but less so, and maybe without Jason, he'll be better um. And then Tia comes on, da da da, uh, and we—it's hard to tell at first who she's going to go for. And I'm actually surprised. I don't think Tia and Kenny make sense at all. So when Joe was like, "They're perfect for each other," that I was like, "Really? I don't see it." Like, I feel like they're very different. So I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought that that was an odd comment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I. I could see a little bit of that how they were they did have a pretty good uh rapport together but obviously just i think demi and kenny together is just really great
0: (laughs) yeah demi and kenny are just like fun and uh yeah tia and kenny i'm just like Like, you know, Tia's like all, you know, wringing her hands, worried about like, what will my church group think? And I'm like, Kenny does not have a church group. I can assure you of that. So I don't, I don't really get this whole thing. Yeah. Um, And he's like, obviously very comfortable with his body. And she's like, well, I don't know. I could go topless, but I'm very distracted by that wiener, you know? And I'm just like, I did,
1: I did, again, gain even more respect for Kenny in that situation because he 100% took the back seat and let her do the lead. And for him, knowing him and how comfortable he is in his body, and just recognizing that situation and offering her the chance to consent to any of that sort of interaction and behavior, I, as again, a reason that I, I respect Kenny uh, on that, I think that he handled that situation fairly well, considering that they're both have had obviously very different levels of experience in their lives. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Ke- Kenny is like, this was something that I talked about on uh, earlier episodes, but what I like about Kenny is he's very much not a creep. Like, the yeah. reason I think it was, o- like, I was okay, because Steve was more like, oh, I don't know about Kenny being naked on the beach, and there's some question of, was he actually really naked for as long as he was, like, editing well, questions and whatever. He had a mic I- belt that was attached to something. Right, there was something there. Um. But I, you know, I was like, well, even if he was for some time, um, he's like the right person to have done that because he didn't use that as an excuse to like be creepy and weird. He's like a very like he seems to really know how to respect boundaries and be cool and, you know, he's cool with whatever someone else is comfortable with. And so he didn't make it weird. Like when he was talking to Mari at the beginning and he was like, please don't judge me for this. Like, please just like, it's a bit, you know, like just go along with it. And that he was comfortable with being the joke and also not making it weird. I really appreciated. So, um, yeah, of course he has to keep doing it, but I think everybody did a good job making it as comfortable as it could be. It was still an odd date. And of course they're going to do something to kind of like make Tia flustered, I just don't see them making it long-term, and I hope they don't. But we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought it was also – I thought it was funny when, when Tia was going – she goes, girls don't like that. When he told her that she that he had been sort of involved with two other women already. and
0: Oh, yeah. With
1: him and Demi and that sort of thing. And she goes, oh, my God, she's going to kill me. You know, that whole – I think that – I think that Tia, if anybody can handle it, and I I think it would be great to not make it a thing, honestly. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a thing. But if Tia can come back and go, honestly, girl, I had no idea. And all of that kind of stuff. I don't want to see Demi do anything or react- retaliate towards Tia in any way. Because Tia obviously didn't know. And- I
0: think Demi is, like, more harmless than people oh, yeah. make her out to be. Like, she's all bark and no bite, really. So... I'm not too worried about it. Like, I think Demi is really actually very sensitive and very Mm. sweet. And like the whole thing with Brendan, she felt humiliated. You know, she was like, oh my God, like what the hell? Like, you know, and she's like, I made myself look so bad, you know? And so I think that's really, she's just always, I think, trying to save face. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't. I don't think there's going to be conflict with her and Tia, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I hope not. I mean, I yeah. I
1: don't, I don't feel. I feel like they're building it up where they'll be able to just talk about it and it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, that just doesn't seem like the biggest issue on the beach right now. The big issues are. Um, so, so this was what I was alluding to before. Abigail's like, oh, I want to move slow. And then she's like, things are moving too slow. And I'm like, uh, you were the one who said you wanted that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm self-sabotaging. But I believe that you can't actually self-sabotage with the right person. Um, but that's right. just kind of my belief. Like, I feel like you can you have a lot of leeway with with the right people yeah. in your life. And your they flaws will are not going to
1: go away because you're in a relationship. If you have these tendencies where you have indecision or you feel self conscious, or it takes you a long time to warm up and be comfortable in a situation that is not something that is ever going to go away. And right. So you shouldn't expect that being in a relationship is going to magically fix any of that. So I, I'm in, I am completely in agreement on that. Is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they give you. <laughs> I think yeah, the right person will give you like more leeway and like and yeah, for forgiving space than than she thinks and and that's not going to scare him off because she's grappling with something. And so right. if they're done, like. You know, he he sucks. So, the, you, yeah, you like saved yourself. So don't worry about it. Just on to the next. Abigail is an angel come to Earth and she deserves someone much better than Noah. So goodbye. Um, so I hope that's the end of it, but we'll see. And then a couple a couple little things to leave you all with. Um, Joe and Serena, things are going really well. And Joe's like, nothing could possibly go wrong. And then Kendall's coming. Dun, dun, dun. And then also Piper's coming next week. So it's going to be, it's going to be a shit show. I don't know. I'm very excited. Uh, I think everyone's lives are going to just crumble and fall apart next week. And there'll be lots of crying and it's going to be entertaining.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, they already were showing the lots of crying in the preview. So yeah. Any any
0: good. Yeah. Do you have a prediction? Oh, I was... <laughs> Whoa. Were, you, were you predicting that I was going to say that? Yeah, I was predicting that you were going to ask me about predictions. I'm pretty good, right? Yeah, I really hope, like you were saying,
1: I hope that Abigail and Noah dissolve because they're just so boring.
0: I just want them
1: to move on. Um, I really hope to see a happy ending for everyone. So let's just go with our fantasy fairy tale and Joe and Serena stay together. And then somebody comes in and sweeps Kendall off of her feet. And then we get two happy couples out of that. Uh, And let me think what else I just want to see. Demi and Kenny continue to cause some drama. Uh, Marissa and Riley are just so cute together. I just want to see them being vibes uh, on the beach and everything like that. And yeah, so on Carl. I'm glad that Ivan's still there to... get his chance at finding something else still and I think we're we're oh yeah I'm excited about the Tammy and Thomas stuff as well so oh,
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun episode next week I can already feel it but until then everyone take care of yourselves take care of each other um, have a great uh, long weekend if you're listening to this uh, before Labor Day weekend and you've got off on Monday enjoy your time off. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up next week. Thanks for being here, Leneve. I really appreciate it. This was so fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye, everyone.